Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And with me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. And today we're going to talk about that pesky source of electricity in your mobile phone, portable camera, portable computer. MP3 player. That's the rechargeable battery. Yes. The, uh, the, the device to which we are all slaves. How many times, Chris, have you been out and about and you were about to rely upon your favorite mobile gadget only to discover your battery had completely drained away and you couldn't get it to work no matter what? That's thousands of times, Jonathan. It's a real source of frustration. Yeah, it it is for me, too. <laughs> um, and so we wanted to talk about kind of what you need to do in order to keep your battery in the best possible working order. There's a lot of conflicting information out there, as it turns out. In fact, there was there was one thing that both Chris and I believed was, you know, that was the right thing to do all the time that turned out to not necessarily be true, right? Yeah, that's true. And just as a little bit of background... The thing that prompted me to uh, suggest this uh, topic for a podcast is I get complaints all the time about people who say their cell phone or MP3 player dies. And I ask them, have you ever conditioned your battery or, or calibrated your battery? And they go, what? And the thing is that I don't think a lot of people know, and I don't think a lot of manufacturers include information that says, hey, look, every once in a while, your machine is not going to understand how much juice is left on that battery because right. they decompose over time. Sure. And uh, Jonathan and I both knew of a way to do it, but it turns out uh, it's not exactly right. No, it, it, for one thing, it might actually harm your battery or at least decrease its useful lifespan. And when we're talking lifespan, we're not necessarily talking how long it'll hold a charge. We're talking about how many times you can recharge it before that battery is just a big lump of, you know, it's just a paperweight and you, you need to get a new battery. That's what we're really talking about when we're talking about lifespan here. Now, the, the, the tactic that we thought originally was the best to use was that you use your mobile devices until the battery essentially drains down to zero before you connect it back and recharge it all the way back up to 100%. Rather than, say, using it and it has dropped to maybe, you know, 70% or 60%, and then you, you know, charge it up to 80, and then you let it go down to 40, and then you charge it back up to maybe 80 again or whatever – we were thinking, well, that's that's not a good idea because eventually your battery is going to think that 80 is the new 100, sort of like pink is the new black. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, that's uh, most of the time that's how you're going to use these things because you're. Let's face it, your cell phone. You don't want to go uh, driving around long distance, especially in a um, car that may or may not make it to the destination with a half a bar left of battery life, you're going to say, look, I need my cell phone charged all the way. I can't let it drain all the way. And I, you know, got to get it charged right now. So this is not how most people do things. This is, you know, they just get as much energy as they can on it and, and go back out. But that's another charging cycle. Right. That your battery uses. So charging cycles, this is a good time to address that, that issue. <clears throat> now a charging cycle, uh, a full cycle is essentially 100% of that battery's capacity. Uh, a charging cycle is when you have reached the point where you have used 
100% of that battery's capacity and recharged it to 100%. That doesn't have to be all at once. So in other words, you don't have to have used all 100% of your battery and recharged it all the way up. Yes, that will that will mean one full cycle, but you could also do it, say you use 20% of your battery every day of the week and you recharge it at the end of the day. So Monday through Friday, 20%, that equals you know 100%. 100%. And that's a full cycle as well. It doesn't matter if it's all at once or in bits and pieces. And batteries have a limited number of charge cycles. That's true. Um, every time you do this, it, it's just that a little bit more wear and tear on the battery. And in general, um, a lithium-ion battery has thousands of charge cycles. Sure. So, you know, your laptop battery will last several years in general before you have to worry about replacing it. Yeah, usually at least three or four. And... um Another issue that you have to keep in mind is that it, it will last, but it may not hold as much of a charge as it used to. The, it'll it'll begin to degrade in quality. So you'll have maybe 80% charge. Now, the battery th- meter is still going to say 100% because it's holding 100% of the energy it's capable of holding. But that 100% isn't equal to the 100% you got when you bought it in the store. And that's where the uh, that's where the electronics on board whatever device that you're powering with a rechargeable battery come in. See, the battery is going through a natural chemical process. Um, it's storing the energy, and it basically at some point can't hold quite as much as it used to, as Jonathan was just saying, but your computer doesn't know that. It still thinks it can hold you know, as much as it did two cycles ago. Well, the thing is, over time, your computer is going to say, hey, look, you, you've got this much time left, and you don't. Um, and that's why after a while, your laptop is going to say, you're going to unplug your laptop and 20 seconds later, it's going to give you an alert telling you, you got to plug in your computer or it's going to die. Right. And you're going to go, wait a minute. Just you know, a second ago, it said I had 70% power and exactly. now I've got nothing. Exactly. And, that, and that's where conditioning or calibrating your battery comes in. You have to get them, if you will, in sync with one another. Again. Now, the, the best advice we can give you is that whenever you buy a new device with a, a new battery in it, is Charge that battery all the way up as soon as you get home. Don't don't start using it. Like if you've got a new cell phone and it's got a little bit of a charge on it, don't start don't give in to temptation like I have done on many occasions and start using that that device immediately. Go and charge it all the way up to 100%. This will calibrate your battery. It'll tell your device, "Hey, I'm at a full charge. This is what a full charge looks like." Um, this is what I should shoot for every single time I am charging up to 100%. Otherwise, your your device may be reading your battery's life incorrectly. And as Chris pointed out, it might tell you you have 100%, but in reality, you're closer to maybe 70 or 80%, and you're not getting as much out of your mobile devices as you would otherwise. Yeah, and it's it's hard. You know, here, we, here again, this is not how we use things. We're going to want to give in to the temptation to go ahead and Turn on your new cell phone and to start instance, playing with it immediately. My new HTC G1, which I did that with and immediately needed to recalibrate. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, all of us are excited about having the new gadget and uh, want to go ahead and start using it. But you have to, and and that's fine. It's going to be fine. But the thing is, your battery is not going to be fully calibrated, and it's not going to give you the maximum life out of the battery. And you know, these things are expensive. If you've had to replace a computer battery. Uh, on your laptop, you go, 
you know, $150, $125, that's, that's pretty expensive. It's not, you want to try to get as much life as you can out of it. So right. it's, it's a good idea to, to do this and you need to do it every so often. Um, not every week or anything like that, but I think the experts, experts recommend that it, you know, once every month or a couple months, you should go through it again. Now it does take a charging cycle to do that. Yep. But it's worth it to, uh, to do that. Yeah. And, uh, here's some other tips that you can use to help keep your battery life lasting as long as possible. If you're not using a device regularly, if it's just in a once in a blue moon, it's a good idea to, to, to take the device out every now and then and let it run for a little while. Uh, uh, Apple actually calls this encouraging the flow of electrons. Uh, so if you have Go electrons, right, exactly. <laughs> you can do it. And, uh, yeah, if you don't do that, then it's, the the battery life can actually degrade over time. So e- even if you're not using it often, it's good to take it out once in a while, you know, like if it's an old cell phone or any other device, like a gaming device. If you have a, a gaming device that has a rechargeable battery, um, you're going to want to at least, you know, let it run for a little while. You know, let, let your little cousin who never gets to play it give a <laughs> whirl on Legend of Zelda or something. And that way it will, uh, the, with the electrons flowing, it keeps everything, uh, more prepared for the whole charging and uh, draining cycle. Um, also, when you store batteries, store them in a cool but not cold place. You don't want it to get too hot um, because that will that will definitely uh, shorten your battery's useful life. You don't want to get too cold because that can also kill a battery. Also, it takes longer for the battery to warm up and actually you know start providing juice to whatever device you have. So you want a nice medium, something nice and cool. Um, you know, and you, you don't want to keep a whole bunch of extra batteries on hand either. They will degrade on their own, even if you don't have them attached to anything. Uh, it's better to, you know, you, you have maybe, maybe an extra one if it's a device where you know there's a problem where it's just sucking down battery life so fast that you need it, an extra. But I would, um, I would recommend actually finding a, like a, a an extra charging device for that, something that can hold a charge. And, uh, and, and charge your device usually through a USB cord. I've got one of those, um, where it'll hold you know, probably about 50% of my, my G1's battery life on this device. So if, if I were to hit a really low level, I could just plug it in and keep it going for another couple of hours before I needed to find a, a, a more permanent solution. That's true. And if, uh, you know, if you're to the point where you're not using something that has a rechargeable battery in it and you realize, you're probably not going to use it again. It's probably best to go ahead and remove that battery before it starts to uh, corrode. And, you know, just to recycle that sucker or, you yeah. know, re- you know, recycle the whole darn thing if you have an old cell phone. Yeah. Battery acid is no joke. No, no. It can ruin lots and lots of cool stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. Like skin. Well, uh, <laughs> details, details. Um, so essentially, uh, there are a lot of different theories on how you should do this. Um, if you're going to recalibrate your computer battery, Apple has some suggestions from their website that I got. Uh, different manufacturers have different ways of doing that. But um, the first thing you need to do, according to Apple, is to plug your computer in and, and let it go until it's fully charged. Now, you can actually run your computer during this time. Um, but you're supposed to let the battery rest for two hours. Don't unplug the computer while you're using it. Um, that's really important. Um, and then basically you need to unplug it and let it run. You know, you can use it or just let it sit until it goes to sleep on its own and then go ahead and plug it back in. Uh, actually, wait a minute. Sorry, checking my notes. 
This just in. Once you do let it go to sleep, you need to let it sit for about five hours. Wow. And uh, and then once you do that, you can plug it in until the battery is fully charged and you can use it as normal. Right. Uh, there is no mention of whether or not you have to draw a circle on the floor or <laughs> no sacrifice a live chicken. Like that. Uh, yeah, that does seem yeah, – see, I had to write it down because yeah. I didn't have it all memorized. Um, some manufacturers, although Apple is not one of them, actually have software that they include with their laptops that uh, help you calibrate your battery. Right. Um, a lot of PC manufacturers will do that to help you go through the steps and you don't have to uh, read a long list of things that you might get lost in the middle of like I did. Right. And, well, and, and, and the encouraging the flow of electrons, part of that also is if you use your, your laptop and you plug it in a lot, like, like we do here, uh, it's a good idea every now and then to just let it run on battery life and, and use it on battery life for a while. And then, you know, you plug it back in and, you know, that's fine. You can work on it, but, but vary it so that sometimes you're using it on battery. Sometimes you're using it, uh, under, uh, you know, a cable power. And um, and that can also help extend your battery's life. And all of the, you know, again, you don't have to do this. It's not something that's required, but it is going to help you get the maximum life out of the battery, which is a, a sizable investment if you have to go uh, have have it replaced, especially if it's something that you have to have somebody else replace for you and, and different electronics that uh, have to be serviced by the manufacturer. So right. I can think of one manufacturer right off the top of my head where that is a, a common problem. Yes. Yes. Uh, my wife. This is a good segue into that. My has wife to have has her battery replaced. My wife has a a, a popular MP3 brand player um, that what she couldn't have. It wouldn't hold a charge. It would. Uh, you know, she'd try and turn it on, and it would stay on for a couple of seconds. It wouldn't necessarily play a song, or it would start playing, and it would immediately just go black, and she wouldn't be able to do anything with it. And it turned out it was this problem where the the software was not recognizing how much power was left in the battery and all it really took was resetting the the device back to its original settings charging it all the way up and everything's fine now unfortunately in the process that means losing all the stuff that was on there so we had to reload it but that's still even though that's annoying and frustrating that's not nearly as annoying and frustrating as buying a new device when you think that you've broken your old one the old one wasn't broken it just needed to be recalibrated yeah yep and it's uh, certainly an inexpensive thing to try. I mean, recalibrating the battery doesn't cost you anything except maybe a battery cycle. So, right. you know, it might be worth it to try. And next time you have something, some weird behavior go on, at least before you go and drop 300 or more dollars on a new something. Yeah, very true. Very true. That was a good discussion, I think. Are yeah. you, you know, I, I got a real charge out of it. Oh, geez. Hopefully our uh, listeners did too. I find it revolting. Nice. Thank you. Well, before we go with this shocking podcast, I would like to once again visit our favorite segment. Plug your ears, Paulette. Uh-oh. It's Listener Mail. Can I unplug my ears now? You can unplug your ears now. Okay, thank you. So today's Listener Mail comes from Chris Vasquez of St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. So, hello, eh? Oh. And fr- Chris writes, he says, hey guys, from Tech Stuff, that'd be us. 
you have a great podcast. Thanks, Chris. But you have, did have an error in one of your latest podcasts. You said that you would never see a virus in your taskbar, but that's not true. You see plenty of viruses in your taskbar if they're designed to be there. There's tons of viruses that say you have a virus on your computer, so you install their antivirus software, which is actually a virus. There are other ones as well. Now, uh, Chris, I see what you're saying here. Um, I agree. There are programs out there that are ma- or viruses out there that are masquerading as legitimate programs. They try and trick you into downloading a virus by saying, hey, your computer is at risk. You need our software so that you won't be uh, attacked by viruses. And many of us think, hey, that's a good idea because I don't want to get attacked by a virus. So you download it, not knowing that you're actually installing a virus on your own computer. And you might see that in the system tray. And you you would go, hey, look, my virus protection software, there it is. It's working. It's running. Now, what we were saying is you would not see a blatantly obvious virus in your taskbar because that would give away the whole (laughs) the whole uh, uh, point that there was a virus on your computer. Um, so that was that was the point we were making, Chris, was that we don't think you would see a little skull and crossbones in your taskbar saying, ha ha, I got you, you have a virus, because that would mean that you would take the steps necessary to remove it. But you are right. If you install a virus that is masquerading as a legitimate program, it could show up in your taskbar. So thank you very much for the email. And if any of you want to email us, you can do so at our email address, which is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. If you want to learn more about lithium-ion batteries and portable mobile devices, we have information in dozens of articles on HowStuffWorks.com. They're live right now, and we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?